Hi, welcome to Talent Talk. I'm Rob Adams, your host for today's discussion on the future of the college presidency. I'm here with Dr. Scott D. Miller and Dr. Jay Lemons. First, a little bit about our guests. Dr. Scott Miller is the president of Virginia Wesleyan University, where he has served since 2015. Prior to Virginia Wesleyan, Scott served at Bethany College, Wesley College, and Lincoln Memorial University. He assumed his presidency at Lincoln Memorial University at the age of 31. Scott has been recognized as one of the most entrepreneurial college presidents. He serves on several national boards and many prominent local boards and associations. He is a prolific writer and has been named one of the most active college presidents on social media. Dr. Jay Lemons is the president of Academic Search, an executive search firm for colleges and universities and higher education professionals. Prior to academic search, Jay served 25 years as a college president at two institutions before assuming the academic search presidency in 2017. He has served on committees and boards for some of the most recognizable education organizations, including the American Council on Education, the American Association of Colleges and Universities, American Association of State College and Universities, the National Association of Independent Colleges and Universities, and the Council of Independent Colleges. Gentlemen, thank you both for joining me today. And, and Scott, it seems like i got to follow you on social media. That's great. <laughs> that would be wonderful. My pleasure. And, uh, Jay, hello to you as well. Greetings. Great to be with you, Rob and Scott. Scott, I will start with you. How has the college presidency changed over your 29 years of presidential service? Well, in um, 1990-91, I was considered a non-traditional president, not necessarily because of my age, but because of my path to the presidency. Um, I had served as a vice president for advancement and an executive vice president in charge of operations for six years before assuming the presidency. Uh, the traditional path to the presidency at that time focused on experienced academic vice presidents who had spent time in the classroom or were widely published. At uh, church-affiliated private colleges, church leaders often moved into the college presidency. But in the late 1990s and early 2000s, that began to shift. Uh, more chief advancement officers and chief financial officers assumed for presidencies as shifts in funding and fundraising brought focus to leaders who could master these skill sets. And then the Great Recession of 2008 brought an additional shift as more political leaders and public figures moved into leadership roles. I, I saw that, that you know a number of state schools wanted political leaders to attract greater resources. Um, there became more diverse career backgrounds of presidents including fundraising, corporate leadership, other not-for-profit organizations, and even presidents from other sectors. And because of the changing demographics, diversity became increasingly important and became a critical part of any search. Um, there is great pressure I've seen over the years, and probably more than ever now, on presidents to be change agents, and not every president can be a change agent. There's no time for on-the-job training. Boards are looking for presidents who will go in and act right away. No learning curve. But the most significant change has been caused by technology. And as I was cleaning out files before our move here five years ago, 
I found a 29-year-old memo from a faculty member applauding me for being so technologically forward-thinking <laughs> for purchasing fax machines, fax machines for each of the academic buildings. Thirty years later, nobody knows what memos are, and fax machines are becoming a thing of the past. So technology is changing how we approach all aspects of higher education, and leaders must stay current. And, um, you know, finally, presidents of traditional institutions face greater competition now from for-profit and online education providers. I think those are probably the main ingredients of change that I've seen uh, over a 29- or 30-year period. Scott, it sounds like change has been a good thing, but a challenging thing as well. Is that fair? I would say that's fair. Good assessment. Absolutely. All right. What do you think the college presidency will look like in the future? Let's go ahead 29 years from now. Sure. Well, I um, I grew as a young administrator following some of the great college presidents of, of our time. And I, I think of uh, Theodore Hesburgh of Notre Dame, Jim Fisher of Towson, James Laney of Emory, um, John Silber of Boston University, and Steve Trachtenberg of George Washington, who were highly driven, outspoken social activists. Um, they felt, and I currently believe, that college and university presidents should be outspoken on important societal issues. And we've trended away from that in recent years because of a call for political correctness. Uh, you now look at some of the most, of, of my most admired peers, people like Michael Crow of Arizona State. Uh, they're driven as innovators and technological strategists focused on their business models. And their outspokenness is focused on delivery systems, collaborations, and the environment because that's what drives their business model. Um, as the definition of non-traditional learning changes, I think the desired characteristics of our leaders will change also. I think what you're going to see in the years ahead are more women will occupy leadership positions. I think more candidates will come from underrepresented populations, which will eventually become the new majority in this country. And unless a school has a large endowment, which most don't, or they have unlimited resources, which most don't, Academic scholars will be fewer and fewer in the in the marketplace. Uh, presidents will spend more time operating institutions as business enterprises. I think they'll focus even more of their time on finance, auxiliary operations, and technology, including new forms of instructional delivery and client services. Um, you know, I do warn, however, that what I've seen over the past 30 years and what I see moving forward is some candidates aspire to be presidents for what I consider to be the wrong reasons. They see the uh, perks, perks of the office and the career benefits, but they should focus instead on doing good for society via the educational institutions that they offer. So I see new technology driving delivery systems. Uh, at the same time, presidents will have a master They'll have to master social media and other communication platforms to differentiate their institutions. I think those who will be the most successful will be those who recognize that they are the brand of their campuses and personalize their messages with their constituent groups. Um, presidents will face intense challenges to keep alumni engaged and giving 
as the traditional college experience continues to evolve and students come to institutions from diverse backgrounds and different pathways, I think that online will grow to meet the needs of working adults. It won't put small private institutions out of business, but it will cause us to change our models and be more responsive. Um, I also think, looking forward, that the recent surge in mergers of, of public institutions will continue. Uh, Georgia has effectively implemented this type of change that I see coming. I think Pennsylvania, which is sort of the, the rust belt of uh, higher education right now, is headed in that direction also. Um, looking forward, president's roles will broaden in many cases to oversee multiple locations and greater technological delivery of instruction. Um, and I, I would warn that private colleges that adopt new models will succeed, but those continue down a path of replication will close or merge with other institutions. We have 450 or 500 colleges in America that all say they're small by design, personal in attention, and offer many of the same programs. And I, I believe that that replication will be dangerous for the survival of many institutions. Fascinating so I, answers. I, yeah. yeah, absolutely fascinating stuff. Change is just a driving thread. It's a theme throughout all of this. Correct. Jay, I'm going to turn over to you. How is academic search keeping up with this changing role of the college presidency? Well, first, I really appreciate the chance to hear um, Scott's thoughts um, uh, about what has changed and, and um, really the prognostications about what will change. We recently hosted a, a two-day seminar for a group of, of um, people who are interested in moving into college and university presidencies, and I had the honor of kicking off that session. And Scott, your last point was one I want to pick up on. Um, I said to the group, there are a far greater number of people who want to be presidents than do president. And um, I think that you kind of spoke to that. And um, uh, while we have lived in an era of significant change and the pace of that change appears to be accelerating, I will tell you that I think many of the fundamental qualities and characteristics of effective leaders really remain the same. Um, I have a very hard time not imagining that Father Hesburgh would continue to be a giant were he continuing to be with us today. So when I think about academic search and how we're keeping up with the changing nature of the role of the presidency, I, I can't help but not think about um, um, our founding, which goes back to 1976. And it was an experiment. Um, it really inadvertently gave birth to an entire sector of the executive search business, Rob, one that now has more than 60 organizations and firms that, that seek to meet the needs of colleges and universities, including all of the large commercial um, um, uh, providers of executive search services. Wow. In a way, academic search was the original innovator. We were a disruptor in our own day and time. And I hope that we are continuing to be innovators and disruptors. We're well positioned to be able to do that because we're wholly owned by a not-for-profit organization, the American Academic Leadership Institute. 
and it is work with AALI, as it is known in uh, higher education, as a, a, a premier venue for providing leadership development programs for the next generations of leaders. So I work with a team of people who are constantly interacting through AAL, AALI programs and other leadership development programs, those offered by um, ASCU, the American Council on Education, those offered by the Council of Independent Colleges, where we are working with, talking with, and um, trying to understand the changing um, needs of, um, of, of the people who are called to these positions. I would also tell you that um, we have begun in some quiet ways, perhaps less quiet after my um, sharing with you, that uh, higher ed is constantly criticized, and I think appropriately so, about the challenges of doing um, uh, succession planning. Um, and I think perhaps the closest higher ed can really approximate um, uh, succession planning that's known in other worlds is to think about how we move from doing executive search work in a transactional way where we take on an assignment and to think about it in a larger context. You might even say transformational. And um, we have um, three or four pilots that we're working on presently um, where we are working with um, partner institutions where we have been brought in well ahead of an announcement uh, about um, um, a president um, preparing to leave their post, where we have an opportunity to engage and work intentionally with boards to think about what is ahead, to think about and understand um, what the next decade or so is going to mean for um, that institution, to do some real assessment of the institution's strengths and weaknesses, and to uh, think about what kind of leadership is going to be necessary as they move forward. And then, of course, there's uh, an important need to tend to um, that senior leadership team, those other important parts of the presidential tapestry that include the senior leadership team, because they are really critical in working through um, a transition. You must obviously be effective in doing work with a search um, and doing um, a, a highly effective search that will lead to an, an outcome that you hope optimizes the success of, of uh, whoever emerges from that search. But also then coming back and thinking about ways that uh, um, uh, our team is comprised of um, people like myself um, who have spent um, the whole of their careers working in higher education and leadership positions. And uh, we learn a lot um, in the relationships that we develop through the conduct of a search process. And to conclude that um, by delivering a candidate and um, moving on to the next one um, really perhaps loses some opportunities for building on that. And so. Um, we are doing, uh, again, some experiments in which we have offered and are providing ongoing um, coaching to um, presidents through their first year in the, in the new post um, and being available to, uh, to, to assist and guide in the, you know, being intentional about onboarding and integrating new presidents. And, um, you know, this is a really significant, I think, potential shift in the, in the world of higher education search. Um, and I guess I would finally mention that we are 
just as Scott has outlined, I think, so effectively, the demands on leaders have never been greater. The pressures um, on, on, on leaders have never been greater. And how and in what ways can we provide some leadership um, services um, uh, to um, those persons with an eye towards sustaining and nurturing their leadership and, and helping to optimize, um, you know, the very most of their talents in the service of their institutions. So those are just a few of the ways that I, I hope that, um, you know, we've had a history of innovation, and I believe that our future is also going to be one uh, born of continuing to find ways of meeting the needs of the next generations of leaders. The present sounds exciting, and the future sounds even greater. Jay, Scott, thank you both for joining us today. We're so glad to have you on. If you'd like to keep up with Jay in Academic Search, you can follow on Twitter at ASI underscore exec search. That's on Twitter. Or visit the Academic Search website, academicsearch.org. And you can follow Scott on Twitter at VA Wesleyan Prez, P-R-E-Z. I'm Rob Adams. Thanks so much for listening to us today on Talent Talk. Talent Talk.